Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Beautiful on the inside and out. Her whole life in front of her. Loved and loving had a family that adored and adores her. Why was a gorgeous, sweet, brilliant, wonderful girl, just 25 years old, brutally murdered in her sleep? And why is this guy set? to walk free. That is what I want to know today. I'm talking about a gorgeous young girl, Nicole Sinkuli. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our cut. This is Brea Love at ABC 10. In 2005, 25-year-old Nicole Sinkuli was murdered in her sleep. Her boyfriend, Eric Marum, was convicted of hitting her more than a dozen times with a hammer. It was devastating. And Claudia and I went over to the apartment uh, afterwards, and uh, uh, we saw the area that it happened, and uh, Claudia... Uh, felt her knees. Marum was sentenced to 16 years to life. Now, 16 years later, he's in Folsom State Prison awaiting his fate. The murderer is planning to settle in Sacramento. What part of Sacramento? We don't know. Um, so right now he's in Folsom Prison. And um, we've talked to uh, the vice mayor of Folsom City to let her know. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Before I introduce to you our all-star panel to make sense of what we know now, including the detective on duty the night 
of Nicole's murder. Her family joining us. The San Diego County Deputy District Attorney joining us. I want to first go to Nicole's sister, Donetta. Donetta, tell me how it is affecting you, the thought that your sister's killer could walk free. Um, it gives me anxiety and insomnia. I don't sleep well. He came to my house an hour and a half before he murdered my sister and earlier that week. So I'm definitely fearful for my life. I know he came to kill me those two times if he had this plan. So he knew how close we were. He knew our relationship. So, yeah, I'm very afraid. Why do you believe he came to your house not once but twice? He started trying to isolate um, her from me because we were so, so close. He told her at one point, your sister doesn't love you. She's just trying to play the big sister. And she told me that. And he knew how, you know, we were we were two peas in a pod. And I think he just wanted to get me away from her because then I guess he would have her all to himself and it could break down, like, you know, some of her strength and her willpower is what I think. Uh, Dr. Sherry Swartz, uh, joining me, forensic psychologist, author of Criminal Behavior and Where Law and Psychology Intersect. Dr. Sherry, that is uh, a stereotypical hallmark part of the battered women syndrome. You isolate the victim from friends and family that would say, hey, you got to get away from this guy. This guy's crazy. This guy's evil. You see the victim isolated from people like Donetta, Nicole's sister. Well, that's absolutely right, because that's how they gain control. They want to be the only ones influencing their target victim. They can't have somebody who's going to shine a light on their bad behavior. So they have to make the, the closest people to that person look bad. And they're very successful at doing that. You know, Donetta Sincouli with me, along with her mother, Nicole's mother, Claudia, and father, Glenn. Also with me, the San Diego Deputy District Attorney, John Cross, uh, Sergeant Kelly Garcia, Oceanside PD, Detective That Night, and Samantha Lomibau joining us from KESQ News 3. Back to you, Donetta Sincouli. I know we are about to talk about the cruel and brutal murder of Nicole, and I know you do not want to hear those facts. What is really important is that a parole board or a governing body does hear those facts. But, Donetta, I want to hear something that maybe no one else could tell me. You know, Donetta, I have twins. They're 14 now, John, David, and Lucy. And I love them more than anything in this world. They have a relationship different from the mother-son or mother-daughter relationship. It's different. Your relationship with Nicole is different from anybody else's in the world. Tell me about Nicole. She was my best friend. You know, we grew up with my mom's sister being murdered. So we always were taught that how special our relationship is and never to take it for granted. So there was not one moment of our life where, of course, we fought. We were very, very close. But, you know, we shared best friends to this day, you know, childhood best friends. We could trick our parents with our voices. We would do that to, you know, we would prank call them and switch our voices. We did it to guys in the past. We were, you know, people used to think we were twins. We were two years apart, but we were so, she was my everything and I was hers, you know, and it, you know, we didn't have any other siblings. I'm older and, you know, we used to gang up against my parents. It was just her and I against the world a lot of times, you know, and um, everybody knew that it wasn't a secret, like every single person, you know, um, they knew once my sister died, the impact that that, you know, that this would have on me and still does, you know, I mean, everything in my life has paled in comparison after losing her. I can, I, <laughs> I'm not invincible, but, you know, I, I lost the most special thing in my life and, you know. You know, as you're talking, Donetta, it's making me think of my children, John, David, and Lucy. They love to gang up on me and get what they want. 
it's it's so funny to watch them and they're like two peas in a pod they're so incredibly close tell me about her what was her personality Donetta? um she always saw the best in people you know she always no matter if you know i would be a little bit hesitant she'd always saw you know the good in people every single person and you know um she was headstrong she you know her and i would get in fights obviously as siblings do and she just you know um she was tough she was liked by everybody like i said we had the same friends she was um we did everything together we were in band together swimming together um <clears throat> she was awesome you know she she was very you know very nice person very you know always put other people first you know i've been looking at her photo a lot since i found out about this case and you know who she looks like to me she looks like tiger woods's ex-wife you know the beautiful blonde um big eyes she's got just perfect complexion beautiful smile i'm just I've looked at her so much after I started researching your case. Donetta, I know you do not want to hear or relive what happened to your sister. I completely understand that. I hate having to remember the facts of my fiance's murder. It, um, it's very, very upsetting. So I know you don't want to hear that. So I'll say goodbye to you. And I'll now go to Mrs. Sincouli. This is Nicole and Donetta's mom and Mr. Sinculi, their dad. And you can find them at the Nicole Sinculi Foundation, NicoleSinculi.org. You know, to you guys, you're two of the strongest people I've ever heard of. Because after losing your daughter in this heinous way, in her sleep, like a sleeping beauty, you are still fighting. And I've just got to ask you, Miss Sincouli, how do you keep fighting? I keep fighting because I have to be a voice for her and not just her. I mean, now, now this fight is gone beyond my family. It's gone because of the fact that he has been recommended parole. Mm. It, it could be in your community. It could be, he wants to settle in Sacramento, but or Napa where his parents are, where all the dysfunction probably started. And um, he's been in Oceanside, he's lived in LA. He knows where we live in the desert. I have to fight for my family and for the community that he might, he might I, I, I can't sit back and be quiet knowing that he's going to get out and someone else is going to be in danger because I believe he will hurt or kill again and not just kill, but murder because there's a difference. With me, in addition to Donetta, Nicole's sister, and Claudia, Miss Sincouli, Nicole's mother, is her dad, Glenn Sincouli. You know, Mr. Sincouli, my parents, you know, worked so hard to put me through school, help me get to law school. And I love my mother so much. In fact, she lives with me now, with our family. And, um, and I'm so happy that she's with me. That said, nobody can ever, ever replace my dad. I don't tell my husband, but I think my dad has always been my soulmate. I just to this day, love him and miss him every day. Tell me about your relationship with Nicole. Just very hard to describe, I suppose. Uh, uh, it broke my heart uh, when that happened. Actually, I had a heart attack uh, two years after uh, this guy did what he did. I just don't understand some things like as a society, have we stooped to a position and a level that we will even consider a, a bloodthirsty animal like he is to let him out to devour again? We know too much now. 
we know a lot. And this person, this not even a person, this animal will strike again and someone will be, uh, and whoever doesn't stop, I feel is going to have uh, the blood on their hands because he will kill again. He will kill again. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. John Cross is joining me, San Diego County Deputy District Attorney. Help me, help me understand why anyone would release this guy. I hate to even say his name, Eric Nathaniel Marum. Why would they release him? I, I don't understand this. I mean, haven't we learned anything? Glenn Siculi's right. Why do we do the same thing over and over? He will kill again. He will. That's a great question, Nancy. Uh, we fought extremely hard at the parole hearing back in November to keep him in. We are still fighting now, right beside Glenn, Donetta, and Claudia, to keep him in. The decision now is in the governor of California's hands, Gavin Newsom. Newsom? Yes, Gavin Newsom. We have sent him a letter from our office asking for him to reverse this grant of parole. Claudia has sent in a letter, numerous letters from the community. I believe there's 70 or 80 letters in from the community. There's a, a petition with more than 7,000 signatures asking the governor to reverse this grant of parole. It was a an awful grant of parole. The inmate is still it's dangerous. Awful. Who the hey decided this guy? It's been 16 years. That's nothing. Well, why should this guy walk now? Again, great question, Nancy. Uh, this is what the parole board decided. That question is probably better posed to them because we were opposed to parole then. We're opposed to parole now. This inmate is still dangerous. He's a young man. 
This is a young man. How old is he now? Uh, Samantha Lomibau joining me, uh, investigative reporter, KESQ News 3, uh, Twitter, at Samantha KESQ. You have an incredible reputation as an excellent reporter. Thank you for being with us. How old is this POS now? Is he 41? I've got 41 years old. Is that true? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, 41. Oh, oh, whoa. Samantha, let me tell you something. Uh, John Cross, help me out. One of the first um, cases I worked up where I, I worked on similar transactions, it was um, a rape of a five-year-old and a three-year-old girl. I got to looking at the defendant. He was like 60-something. And I'm like, what? He had rapes and child molestations dating back to when he was about 19 years old. And he was still at it and had never been apprehended. 41 in the life of a male criminal? Oh, yeah, he's going to he's gonna offend again. There's no question. Based on his age alone, John Cross. He is. He's, he's a young man. Uh, he's a, I see, saw him at the parole hearing. He's a, a good-looking man. Uh, Not to me. He's, he looks he's like the devil well to educated. me. Well-educated? What, what do you mean he's well-educated? I didn't know that. He graduated from UCLA. He's got a BA in psychology. I bet he's using that to his advantage. Who said that? Was that Miss Sinkuli? That was Claudia, um, and his father is um, a, psycho a retired psychologist dealing in anger management and domestic violence and um, family relations. Domestic violence? That, that, yes. that's how Nicole was murdered. You know what? Let me yes. go to Samantha Lomibau and Sergeant Kelly Garcia. First of all, Sergeant Garcia... Tell me what happened. You're the detective on the night of the murder. And, Sergeant, thank you for being with us. I know you've got your hands full. Thank you for joining us in our fight to keep this violent murderer behind bars where he should be. What happened that night? That night I was actually on my way home from another incident that we had here in Oceanside. So I actually heard the radio call go out and turned around knowing that um, that we had a murder. But when I got to the scene, um, it was, I've been to a lot of crime scenes. I've been a, at that time I had been a police officer for probably 13 years. Um, I've now been here for 25, but at that time I had worked gangs for several years. I had seen a lot of murder, a lot of crime scenes. This one, though, jolted me when I walked into the house when I saw her laying there. Why? So a lot of times in murders, you know, you see someone's been shot, they've been stabbed, um, they've been beaten. Um, I could tell that this was personal. The thing that bothered me the most about this case, and still to this day bothers me, is oftentimes suspects do not leave the weapon behind. Um, they always take the weapon. Um, However, in this particular case, when I walked into her bedroom, I saw her lying there. She looked, it was really sad, still sad to this day. I saw her lying there. She had a cast on her leg. Um, she looked very innocent, but her head was absolutely just exploded. Um, and the hammer that was used to kill her was still embedded into her head. Stop, and, stop, please stop, Sergeant. And you want to tell me, this guy has been recommended to be released. You are hearing a seasoned sergeant state that this crime scene still is in her head because of what she saw. So brazen. He left the murder weapon there embedded in this beautiful girl's Head. How was the perp caught, Sergeant Garcia? Um, we had put out a description of who he was and the vehicle that he possibly left in. And it was just within about an hour later, he was in our south area of Oceanside. And officers that were patrolling the area saw him and um, made a traffic stop on him. And 
he actually pulled over and complied and he was taken into custody. You know, the reality is to Claudia Sincouli, this is Nicole's mother joining us. Don't you know they're tired? Don't you just know that Claudia and Glenn Sincouli are just exhausted? I remember, I kind of remember actually, Miss Sincouli is like a blur to me. My dad, and now my mom tells me she drove me sometimes. I can't even remember around my, my fiancé's murder trial. It was such an awful, horrible, like a red, blurry haze to me. I would come home from the trial, and I, I, I just couldn't even think straight. And you have been living this every day, fighting parole, fighting parole, fighting parole. And now this. I'm just sorry. You have to hear these facts again. We have to live with them, Nancy, and um, like I told somebody, you know, we have her autopsy papers here. I, You know, we have to live with it. We don't have a choice. We either curl up and die, or we could kill ourselves, or we could be a voice for Nicole and other um, domestic violence um, women and even men. This man, this man only said that he slapped her one time. Most of it was abuse. He he admits to manipulating and abusing her um, verbally. He admits to that, and that's that's how he seduced her mind is what he did. And and Nicole was pretty innocent, and he seduced her mind, and she died for love. And that last day, he was kicked out of his rehab um, for the second time, and um, she took him in. And they weren't even fighting. Um, that night, I took her home. She had she had stayed with. Uh, she had come over for a family dinner, and um, I took her home. And I spent two hours with her. And when I left, he obviously was stalking in the in around her apartment. And um, when I was there, we put his clothes on the porch. And when I left, she took them back in. And when she went to bed. He um, was drinking with the neighbor. He went out to his truck and got the hammer. The neighbor hid the hammer. He, the neighbor went to get cigarettes at his apartment and came back. And he heard the noise in the room. And when Kelly talks, Sergeant Kelly talks about the hammer being left in Nicole's head. When the neighbor seen him, he had the hammer. He was standing with the hammer. So that means that he hit her one last time and when he was asked in the hearing why he did that and he said because it was like the end or he finished and he had to hit her one more time it wasn't enough that he hit her over 13 times and and there was everything all over the room that that I wouldn't want to see and you wouldn't want to see but that we know about and um okay I'm sorry, I went on a little bit. When did you learn that your daughter had been killed? Um, I left her that night and I went home and I got a call that he was there and we called the police and it started to unravel. I went to bed and um, the next day, uh, my husband and I went out for Aaron and we came back. I went upstairs to take a nap and then um, Glenn can answer it from there, if that's okay. Yes, Mr. Sincouli. Okay. Claudia had taken a nap, and uh, I heard uh, someone at our door. So uh, I was upstairs, and I went downstairs, and uh, uh, two people in all black suits, uh, like men in black type, uh, Said, uh, are you drunk and coolly? And my heart. <clears throat> my heart seemed like it fell to my feet. I, thought, I felt something left me. Something was gone. So uh, <clears throat> they informed me uh, uh, something's happened. They, they told it. And then I called Claudia down and. Uh, And uh, Claudia got on the phone and I called his parents. I called his parents and I told 
them what his son had done to her wonderful, beautiful daughter. One of my wonderful, beautiful daughters. So, uh, I believe Kelly was that one of those um, people at the door. Am I right, Kelly? Yes, I was. Um, I was the lead detective on the case, and myself and my sergeant decided that we would um, make notification um, to the family, and that was the first time I met Claudia and Glenn, and it was horrible. I felt bad. I had to keep it together at the time, but I really felt bad for the family, knowing that what I was about to tell them, and they were obviously upset, and um, I think they know. Um, I just I I felt horrible giving that news to them that day, and knowing that I was the person that had to tell them that what happened to their daughter and just how violent it was is what bothered me so much. It's easy, it's not easy, but it's almost easier to tell somebody that your son or your daughter's been shot, but when you have to tell them how they were killed in this manner, is it's horrible. And I, to this day, my heart breaks for this encoding. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zinn pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. KESQ News 3. Samantha, um, I never get used to investigating or reporting on violent crimes. I never get used to it. I think about it. I dream about it. I worry about it. Can you tell me 
how, what we, what we know of how the parole board has come up with the idea that this guy should be released. What is their thinking? What do we know of this parole board? You know, as of right now, what we know, the last time I discussed with the Sinkulis is that, I mean, I guess he's been just showing that he's now good and that he's been acting, you know, within a certain range that should allow him to be released. But, you know, speaking with the Sinkulis back when we did the story, you know, they said he is manipulative. He is someone that, you know, did this to their poor Nicole, was able to, you know, use his words and his actions to persuade. And I, I'm not shocked if, you know, obviously I don't know, but I'm not shocked if he's using the same thing right now while he's serving time to show that he's remorseful because, you know, speaking with the Sinkulis, he never showed any remorse to them. He never apologized for the crime that he did. Oh, wait, I didn't know that, Samantha Lumibau. Hold on just a moment. Is that true? Glenn Sikuli, he never apologized. He never showed remorse. In fact, didn't he blame all this on drug and alcohol addiction? And God. What? Uh, and God. How did he drag God into it? Uh, I can't answer that. Uh, there's a twisted mind involved, and uh, I can't uh, understand uh, anything about him. Uh, the more I know, uh, and we're learning a lot more, it's he's he's been a sick man for a long time. Why do you say that? It can't be revealed right now. Uh, I don't believe uh, in this format. Well, I mean, the trial is over. He's about to get set free. Is there something? It's just you know, Nancy. This is Claudia, and he he presents with a flat attitude, and um, it's he's like a robot. And if you look up. It's not attitude, it's flat effect. Flat affect. It's person. Yes. And and if you look that up, it's pretty scary. And he, um, in fact, when we had this hearing, in the last hearing, um, John Cross could not, he, he still can't get over how robotic, the robotic nature, uh, the, the mindset. Let's talk um, about that, John Cross. What did you observe? I observed a man with no remorse. He was emotionless, cold, stone-faced. When the victim's family gave their impact statements at the end of the hearing, he sat with his arms crossed and his head down for about an hour without moving. He did not seem to show any remorse whatsoever. Uh, Granted, parole was just a, a miscarriage of justice because we've got a man who, who is still dangerous. I thought that was part of parole, John Cross. I mean, you're the expert, everybody. John Cross joining me, San Diego County Deputy District Attorney. You can find him at sandiegoda.com. John Cross, I thought that was part of getting release was that you admitted to what you did, you take responsibility, and you show remorse. That's true, Nancy. All of those are factors the parole board takes in. But this was just a miscarriage of justice. They, they got it wrong. He should not have been released, should not be up for release. He's still got issues going on. He does not realize the severity of the domestic violence that happened before the murder of Nicole. He still blames much of the murder on the use of methamphetamine and what he calls a meth psychosis that he was in at the time. He doesn't realize the domestic violence aspect of it and how serious it was, the dominion, the control, the power and control he was trying to exert over Nicole. He has parole plans that are very grandiose and borderline delusional. Like what? He wants to, he wants to win an Oscar. He wants to write a Netflix series. He wants to be a published author. He wants to win a Pulitzer Prize. Uh, he wants to go hunting with his dad, even though in the state of California, convicted felons cannot own nor be around firearms. I was just thinking, this guy with a gun in his hands? Or, well, isn't it true, John Cross, isn't it true that when asked specifically what, if anything, he regretted, he didn't even mention Nicole? 
He mentioned he regretted that he had used drugs. He does blame a lot of all of this on the drugs, and he overlooks the the domestic violence portion of it. And if someone does not understand what led them to do such a horrific crime, which he kill, still can't explain why this was so brutal, why he hit her 13 times, why he used a hammer, why he used the claw into the hammer. He can't explain those things. If he can't explain those things, he doesn't understand what motivated him to do it. Makes him dangerous. Samantha Lomibo, what, if anything, can we do? Uh, the parole board, I believe it's two out of three people voted for him. Eric Nathaniel Marum, age 41, to be released. What can we do now? Well, now at this point, I mean, the signatures on the petition have are gaining steam. And I think it's all up to the people to bring it to their state lawmakers to try to get Governor Gavin Newsom to make sure that Marum isn't released anytime soon. Because after speaking with the Sinkulis, I mean, he's definitely going to be a threat, even coming out of even coming out of jail. Um, I mean, you've had the sister move out of state because she's afraid. Absolutely. Exactly. Nancy, this is um, yes. uh, Kelly Garcia. Yes. I can. One thing I can add to uh, what's being said right now also when they're talking about his, um, his flat affect is, in my opinion, whether he's on drugs or not, because at the parole hearing, he was allegedly not on drugs. When we arrested him, he was on drugs. And during that interview... He had zero remorse or emotion um, when he talked about why he killed Nicole, and his answer was that God made him do it. So his his personality and his affect has not changed in 16 years, whether it's on drugs or off drugs. Um, he's just it's it's absolutely the same. Her injuries indicate that she had a gaping hole in her skull and 13 impact holes in her head. Um, in a search warrant, and I'm going all the way back to trial, he said he had thought about murdering Nicole for some time because he, quote, felt she was evil. At the time, Missing Cooley cried, holding tissues to her face as Judge John Einhorn asked about the factual basis of this guy's guilty plea. Remember, he pled guilty under oath. There's no question that he murdered Nicole. That is not a question. So you have the mom reduced to tears in court. And now again, she's reduced to tears because two a-holes on pardon and parole have decided this depraved killer who murdered a 25-year-old angel, they're letting him walk free. That's my understanding of the injuries to her. Did I miss something to Sergeant Kelly Garcia or John Cross or Mr. and Mrs. Sincouli? Did I understand that? I was at the autopsy, unfortunately, as well. And her head injuries were so, and, and the Sinkulis have heard this before. It's the only reason I'm, they know I will bring this up, is her head injuries were, it was at least 13 impacts. That's all the medical examiner could count at the time. But her head was so um, exploded that they could not figure out how many times she had been bludgeoned? Correct. And they normally have to open up your, during an autopsy, to take your brain out, they have to open up your head with a with a saw. Yes. In this situation, all the doctor had to do was um, use her hands to pull apart um, Nicole's skull. I want to remind everyone, and correct me if I'm wrong, Samantha, low me bow, because joining us KESQ because you know the facts much better than I do but isn't it true that he had already pled guilty to misdemeanor charges in connection with violence against Nicole he had pled guilty uh, several times to other charges and not only that 
there was a protective order in place to keep him away from her that had been lifted just four months before he murdered her. Isn't that true, Samantha Lomibo? Yes, that is true. Isn't it true also, Sergeant Kelly Garcia, that just about three hours before she was murdered, police, Oceanside police, had been called to the residence because he, Eric Nathaniel Morham, was creating a ruckus, an argument, a violent argument, and police had to come and calm everybody down. The minute they leave, he murders her. That is correct. Um, he left after the op- the first officers arrived. Um, they spoke with him, and then he left the scene. And then it was about an hour after that that he returned to the house. Mr. Sinculli, what is your message to Governor Gavin Newsom today? My message would be um, that murderers, not people that just kill, not people that just do drugs, but murderers should remain in prison, a life for a life. This man wants to get out and get married and have children. Um, Whose child is he going to marry? Do you want him in your community? I'm fearful of my life because I'm his mother's age and he has contempt for her and contempt for women. And I testified in front of him five times. I'm fearful for my older daughter that I don't get to see very often because she has she's fearful for her life. And I'm, I'm fearful for my family and the community he will live in. My husband shouldn't have to worry about protecting us at our age. And I just ask that you find it in your heart. You look over all the facts. This this murderer didn't pass one test that he had on the outside, but yet he's passed all the tests in prison. Please look at all the facts and please keep them in. To Kathleen Maloney joining us, Deputy Chief Medical Examiner, joining us out of Erie County, because you described the injuries to this young girl. Um, well, as I understand it, uh, she had uh, the minimum of 13 impact sites um, but as the detective was saying earlier, oftentimes if impacts are in the same place, um, it's difficult to distinguish exactly how many there are. So oftentimes uh, what you'll say is, as a forensic pathologist is you have a minimum of 13 impact sites, but it, it can be difficult to say how many there actually were because the injuries are so, there's so much overlapping um, unfortunately. To Mr. Glenn Siculli, what is your message to Gavin Newsom today? Uh, Have a conscience. Uh, Read what we know. Uh, I'm sure you have uh, the ability to know more than us in uh, your connections. And uh, look at the facts. And uh, uh, would you want uh, this guy uh, hanging out with your daughter? Uh, uh, Do you have any daughters? Uh, If so, uh, do they sleep at night? Uh, I would ask him these questions. Do you have nieces? Do they sleep at night? And that's all my daughter was doing is sleeping. So, Galvin, uh, uh, wake up and uh, do the right thing. Do the right thing. Uh, And I don't want to go any further, but do the right thing. And that's keep this animal locked up. If you want to help the Sincouli family, there is a change.org petition. Reverse recommended parole for murderer. Repeat, reverse recommended parole for murderer. If you need more information, please go to crimeonline.com. We have a full article including all of the links you need to help keep this killer behind bars. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friends. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.